and we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. Uh, this is season two episode. I don't know. Either way, it is April 21st, 2022. This is a show brought to you by The Keeg, where uh, we read all the comics for the week, and we talk about it on a Thursday, because if you didn't know, DC Comics come out on Tuesdays, Marvel and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays, and we're here on a Thursday, April 21st, to talk about everything that came out, or at least everything that we read. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and uh, I got two awesome guests. If you can see them, you're watching our live stream, wherever you get your live streams, volume.com slash The Keeg Show, twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show, or youtube.com slash The Keeg Show. Or if you can hear us and you can't see our pretty lovely faces, then you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, shout out, hey, what's up to JJ's comic stuff on volume. Um, for anyone out there, however you guys are digesting us, give us a like, comment, follow, subscribe, do your thing so we know you're out there. Uh, let me introduce uh, my guest. He hasn't been on this show for quite a while. I think he hates us. <gasps> we got Captain Comic himself, Brad, Brad, Brad Long. Did you call me Brad? No, I said Brad, Brad, Brian Long. I know it's been a while, but Brad. <laughs> Brad. Hi, <laughs> I had a baby at the end of January, or my wife had a baby. I was like, you That's had a it's baby? Been so I don't hate you guys. Yeah, it was a wild process, but it happened. No, no, no. My wife had a baby in January, and that's why I haven't been here. But I have missed you guys, and I'm thrilled to be back. That's amazing. How how was the baby? Is this your first? He's so great. Yes, this is our first. Oh. Uh, he's awesome. He's going to be three months old on Sunday, this week coming up. So, yeah, it's crazy. He's he's so awesome. I'm tired all the time, but yeah, it's terrific. <laughs> Um, that sounds brutal. That's the only reason I gave you <laughs> I gave you leave off this show, Brian. Right, you know? and I appreciate that. It was really a, it's an I excuse. I know. I know. It's a lot of begging and pleading. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You are nothing if not magnanimous. That's yes. what I've always said about right, right. right. But you know, for everybody uh, else who's like <laughs> everybody else who's like, no, I need to take some time off. I'm like, sorry, you're contracted. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll dock. <laughs> Can't be done. I'll, I'll dock. I'll just start docking. You know, do it. Yeah, and that contract is brutal too. It is, uh, it is airtight. I got the best Could lawyers. Find a way out I got the best before. lawyers behind the key. <laughs> <laughs> to you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, but no, it's great to have you back, even if it's a you know once in a blue moon sort of opportunity. Yeah, well, summer vacation is when I'm just have all the free time in the world. So I oh, hope to be really? back then. But until then. Yeah. All right. Wait, are you a teacher too? I am a teacher too. Oh my gosh, how did I not know that? (laughs) I could have sworn we had talked about that. Maybe, maybe Maybe we didn't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I just imagine that conversation knowing that you're. Maybe. Wait, what grade do you teach? I'm a high school teacher, so I teach pretty much any between nine and twelve. Wait, are you on spring break now? Yes, I am. Okay. That's why I was confused that you weren't on spring break. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Everything's just coming full People circle. People are loving this conversation. People are loving this uh, public school teacher update. Oh, sorry. We have a lot of teachers on this show, <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure. I don't think it's just you two. I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, they're, it's because they're the best people. That's why. Yeah, we're nerds. Who doesn't teachers have been popping up in my life <laughs> recently? You can't get rid of us. I like it. 
you know, teachers are cool. My mom's been a teacher since uh, since I was born. So hmm. teachers are cool. Nice. Awesome. Um, underappreciated and overworked. But um, moving on. Hey, that's true. Let me introduce the second guest. We got Comics and Cupcakes herself, Ambrosia Kep. Ambrosia, Hi. you doing good? Yeah, I'm doing great. It feels good to be back. It, yeah, because it's been a month. Roughly like everybody, you know, it's been a month for, for Brian, you know. Three. 10,000 years. <laughs> Give or take. Give or take. How uh, are you, Dimitri? I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, things that I need to do, things that I'm not doing, things that I got to catch up on, things that are coming up, all sorts of things. So I do my best. I'm doing my best. But here it's Comic Talk and uh, a lot of awesome books came out, though, that, though there wasn't too many books this week, right? No, it was pretty low key. Uh, Marvel didn't have as many. DC had a lot more, but still, it was pretty like chill. Yeah, and I, I don't it was definitely know. a bit of a lighter week. And I know that the I feel like the um, uh, uh, what's it called? The paper shortages have been really messing with release dates of a lot of stuff. Oh, lately. is that what it is? Stuff will, stuff will get bumped around constantly. Mm-hmm. Is and, that and what I it is? It's the paper shortage. Because- I think that's a lot of it. I think it's that. I think it's the the general backlog of shipping. But from what I keep hearing from a lot of my comic insider people, it's paper shortage related stuff or or printer shortages, things related to like the printers not being able to handle the workload and things of that nature. That's Definitely fair. for Scout, um, we've been having a ton of uh, things. Like we were having like two or three weeks where things just weren't get, getting delivered because of the shortage. It's funny you say that because I wanted to pick up I think it's Triskelly number one. Oh yeah. This week, but that ended up getting bumped to next week. So I was like, oh, I'm assuming it's paper shortage adjacent or something along those lines. Yeah, it's been crazy. Ambrosia, you work for Scout Comics, right? Where can people yeah. find Scout Comics? They're an indie um, comic publisher, right? Yes, yes. Um, so they are popping up more and more at local comic book stores. Um, but this whole paper shortage. And um, wherever your comic uh store buys. Uh, which distributor or distributor they use kind of messes with it too um because diamond hasn't been getting all of them Ooh, but what's the other company uh another company has penguin. been getting them penguin no, have they switched no, over penguin. yet no no it's been weird there's a different company that they get them from that's been getting them i don't know okay. so it's been it's been all over um so at your local comic book stores you should be getting a scout uh canceled came out uh for scout this week um but all their stuff is also available online at scoutcomics.com okay cool 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 uh jj's comic stuff is out there um uh i don't i don't know whether i know jj do you guys know jj yeah jj follows me on tiktok what's up jj okay uh jj says dc has been super inconsistent in my area as far as release dates scout comics is in at least four stores here in columbus ohio okay Wait, is J JJ's not the JJ that I know from Columbus, Ohio? Freddie's roommate, JJ? How many JJs are there in Columbus, Ohio? Who read comics? There, there has to be a bunch now because this is the second JJ <laughs> from Columbus, Ohio. I'm going to Columbus in September because he's getting married. And so um, he's also, you know, on TikTok. Oh, so, yes, he is. Uh, sorry, we're, we're, we're friends on there too. No, okay. God. Um, so more <laughs> than one the JJ. The Council of JJs is clearly in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, no. Columbus, Ohio, they're well known for 
the most JJs in one area. Um, there, there, there were some good comics that came out this week. I want to know what your guys' yeah. favorite comics were. The number, your number one pick of the week. If you have multiple, then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work with you. You know, I'll work with you a little bit. Ambrosia, you should go first because I have multiple. So you, I know you have multiple, and you have <laughs> one or two. I think I, yo, you have two. I have- Three. But you have two <laughs> that I also were in my top contenders. And I right. I just drink a soda and I think I'm broken. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think it's done. Um, we shouldn't do the Sprite challenge on here. But, um, no. <laughs> okay, so you have two that were also my top contenders. Um, but one, so one that's not ones that we'll be talking about um, uh, is The Nice House on the Lake, uh, which is DC yeah. Black Label. Um, that one has been so much fun. And I wasn't expecting the turn that it like took after like the first like volume, um, or the first like story arc. And so it's been interesting and I have no idea where it's going. Okay. Is that your pick of the week? Cause we can talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, Brian, are you up to date with it too? Yes. I also really enjoy that book and the, the paradigm shift that occurred at the end of of issue six has also really kind of thrown yeah. me for a loop where I'm like, I thought I missed an is issue, happening? but no, it, it like <laughs> jumped forward right between six and seven. Right. Well, I, I think the implication is that, cause I went back and reread six. Cause I was okay. like, I need to like reorient myself a little bit. Right. And what seems to happen is that it, for anybody who's not watching or not reading that book, minor spoilers, ahead, just a heads up, but the book premise is that a group of people who are like friends or like friends of friends are invited together by their one mutual friend to this cabin. Um, while they're at this cabin, a truly horrific world ending event occurs. And for whatever reason, they seem to be totally fine and protected. And it is revealed that the one friend who brought them all together is some sort of alien, alien. creature. Yeah. Who, when he's in his alien form, looks like a flesh tornado. It's so weird. It's an incredible artistic choice. Yeah. Um, But he basically brought them all together as a kind of like Noah's Ark scenario to protect (gasps) them from this uh, uh, apocalyptic event. I didn't even think think about like the Noah's Ark aspect. Yeah. That's that's kind of beautiful in a weird way yeah <laughs> well and that's that i think is what's so interesting about this issue is that the main character what, i'm blanking on his name walter like David? walter, walter. Uh, i get all the characters me- uh, mixed up in this in this i am like it's it's it is this, I I i've been by the way you guys all convinced me to read this by the way Go ahead. Because, of, Go ahead. because of all the times we would talk about it on this show where i hadn't had read it i went and i binged issues one to six Good. And then, like, right at the time it went on hiatus, and then I read seven and eight, and then I got confused again. So I'm up oh, to no. date. It I'm just confused this, again. Yeah. It is this funny thing where when people aren't wearing colorful costumes in a comic book, I will totally blank on what they're, who they are and what their name is. Like, And the yeah. artwork is beautiful. Like, that's no criticism of the art. It's yeah. just this weird thing where, like, because they shift. are just regular looking people. Yeah, you have this tendency to be like, wait, who's this person again? I kind of mm-hmm. wish each issue, like first page or first thing they popped up, there was just like a little capture box of like, don't forget this person. Right. <laughs> like, well, I think they, they were doing it for a while. Like, remember how right. they would have like names, like the scientists, the artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But With it didn't really. symbol, right? There yeah, was that weird yeah. Symbol. Right, right. 
and the symbol came up again in this issue because uh see the names are blinking they're both artists and they both have like similar symbols sarah? i think there's so. one named sarah she's an artist we'll see yeah sarah's the one who the, feels um, like nobody likes her right yeah that's sarah right, right and it seems like at the end of issue six the implication is he erased all their memories and made them unaware that he revealed himself as the alien and put himself in the scenario like i'm just as confused as you guys that's what it is yes yeah. oh which is why he'll be like sure is crazy that this is happening they're like yeah it sure is <laughs> or like so it's kind of like a groundhog day where they've been hard reset and they don't remember that they figured it out they and they know they have to work back. together they know the stakes right but they don't know right. Right. You're right. That's that he why he's aware. so easily in the group because they're very nice exactly. to him now. And I'm like, I right. this is okay. I gotta read. I gotta read. Uh, I gotta reread it now. Yeah, read <laughs> it through that angle, and it will be very different. Um, because that's where like he was even like, oh, we we need to figure out a plan. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, what? He's the one who knows it all. Right, but, right. Yeah. Who does he right. have in the room? Away. Like, uh, he has somebody because he always keeps one person. He always does it like ref, he always keeps one person not reset. Right. Like in the right. original, it was the, kind of like it was the architect. What's his name? His What's the architect's name? Who's like maybe shacking up a Sarah right now? <laughs> uh, I'm blanking on his name off the top. Of David. Head. Is it David? David. I don't know. I think so. Right. Um, <laughs> but then, but then he has. Who does he have in the room? The Nora one that has the room. I'm looking at it right now. Nora. Okay, he has Nora in the room. Um, yeah. So yeah. okay, this makes a lot more sense, and I'm glad that we <laughs> talked this through. Um, I wanna, we did it, everyone. I would love to to buy the trade of the first six issues, but I also know that it's is it only going to be twelve issues? Yeah. I think it's only 12 issues. Then I'm just going to wait. I got to wait then just to do the hardcover. Yeah. I mean, because I, I bought it in um, the trade. In trade. Yeah. yeah. Just because I really wanted to go. I don't have any patience and I really wanted to like go back. But yeah, yeah it's only the first three issues. But honestly, we, we wait, wait the for first the hardcover. three issues? No, six. Oh, sorry. Oh. Did I say three? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I think it. But definitely wait until the hardcover, hardcover, because yeah. like this in, in itself was like twenty dollars, which hard, I don't know. The hardcover is going to be like forty or fifty. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be like yeah. Hoxpox, because Hoxpox was like forty five, fifty bucks, right? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about um about the portrayal of Walter as a character? Because I think that's the thing I find so compelling about this this series, is that. He's doing something objectively horrific, but he has these very human fallacies and, and flaws that make him somewhat relatable in why he's doing it. Like there's this whole conversation, this issue about the idea of when you let people into your life, it sometimes puts you in this position where you have to decide, like, do you push someone else out? Yes, his list, really his list. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, and even favorite. though it's a list for like my little like collection for the end of the world, it does feel true to life where no. you have to sort of weigh what relationships do I hang on to and which ones do I cut out? 
Okay, so um, my my therapist uh, calls it an intimacy ladder um, because we have like a ladder and like a ladder could only hold like so many people and you have to like yeah. kind of like reevaluate like where everyone falls into your life and like where people take priority and stuff. And so even like, remember how like they were saying how it feels like Walter gives you like these tests of like, he'll push you and then like bring you back and like to see that. Sure. But I think that quality you're talking about is something that I see so regularly in these alien movies of like, they are right. studying humans and trying to figure out like emotions and like trying to figure out like how to act and how to be while also um, having like this higher intelligence than everyone else. Um, did you guys ever read uh, Resident Alien? Uh, no, I have not, but I'm familiar ooh, with it. Ooh, you should. And then um, you should watch the show as well. Um, oh, right. that's the that's the Alan Tudyk one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, read the comic and then and also watch the show. They're so good. Okay. But um, it's like the same thing where he's like is trying to figure out how to be a human while also trying to do like right. disguise himself. And I think like that's you see that a lot with Walter when he was like, "Oh wow, this is weird." Um, and like <laughs> also like studying like when they said like he goes to parties and he just like studies people and um, also trying to figure out who are like the actual people running the show right it, it's it's this interesting thing where even though he is removed from humanity he still feels human because he in this issue he has that conversation with Nora where he's like I don't understand I just want everybody to be happy and it's so funny coming out of his mouth because it's like what what about this scenario makes you think they'll ever be happy and yet he still has this need to be liked and to be loved by these right. people because i don't even I, though he's doing something so strange he he still wants their approval i don't think walter's learning human emotions i think he already has those emotions i think he's sure i think he's doing what what like i guess the simplest way i would summate it is when you like okay both of you guys are married mm -hmm. yes so when you have to do a wedding because my sister you know got married a couple months back when you do a wedding you got to figure out who's invited to the wedding you got to figure out sure. who's yeah. on the who's on the bridal party and the groomsmen right like right you have to draw the line for a couple of different things in a couple of different places you have to draw the line sure. of like there is somebody out there who almost made the invite list to the wedding almost but you drew the line right, right. above that person and there's probably someone who right. who almost didn't make the invite list but you're like uh, okay or the brides yeah. you know the bridesmaids or the groomsmen right i feel like it's <laughs> it's kind of like that yeah that's a good um yeah, except a, for yeah. i didn't want to make that decision because i hate like hurting <laughs> anyone yeah so um i invited everyone it was a destination wedding and i oh. said everyone's invited you just have to pay for yourself right and so literally we had a a, a wedding like a, a including like bridegroom uh efficient of 10 people it was it was everyone great. would I, be invited to ambrosia's everyone was invited you just had to pay for it all by yourself <laughs> that's great uh, and then and then i chose a location that was like we chose hawaii over christmas break which was like one of the most expensive and like busiest times so like no one was like no we'll wait we'll wait right right i'm so sorry so i didn't have to be a walter right um <laughs> but i get i get what walter's doing he, no, I he only to. has a specific amount of, of 
life savers, right? And like, it right. sucks. So he's torn about the fact that he can't save everybody, but he knows that like, if you're chosen, you better be my friend. So he's kind of petty. Right. He's kind of petty in a way, but like, how else can he be? Well, and then it's there's like also. The, uh... Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. No, um, no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll remember mine. Oh, I was just gonna say it. it I think of the line from uh, Hamlet when Claudius says, "Can one be pardoned and retain the offense?" Right? Where it's this idea of I want to be forgiven for being involved in this mass destruction of the world. Uh, but keep the world destroyed and have all my friends still like me. <laughs> He's a very interesting character. Yeah. Well, and then piggybacking on like what I was going to say was that it's interesting because you know how he is like, I don't understand. Like, why are they upset with me? Like, I'm saving them <laughs> because also I feel like as humans, we like stuff. Like the fact that like they sure. put on their list like what they wanted and then it just magically appeared. And so he's like, I don't understand. They have like everything. Like they have snowboards and swimming pools. Like I'm literally giving them everything they want. Why are they upset with me? Right. And I think that even still shows that he is alien, right? Yes. Even though he has these human flaws that make him not recognize why or make him want to get their approval he doesn't understand why just an endless supply of material goods will be enough to satisfy them right yeah um we'll we'll move on to another comic i just wanted to say that like i don't i i think that break confused me and i don't totally. know whether yeah. they meant that to happen but that's kind of a flaw in the six and six release you yeah know? yeah I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And I definitely think, I mean, clearly by this conversation, it definitely, I think, will read better altogether. So if anybody out there is curious, I think definitely maybe wait for it to come out altogether and then binge the whole thing. But I definitely think it's a series worth reading. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely. Really uh, it's only a matter of time till it comes on 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 streaming. Right. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be made into something. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a show. And I think it's going to be, what is this? This is DC. This is going to be an HBO yeah. Max show. That's easy. <gasps> that would be so good like, it's not even going to be a netflix show it's not it's uh, hbo max is going to make it themselves you know it's just a matter of yeah, time it seems very tailor-made for a oh. streaming service show with a large ensemble cast i think so yeah. and it's just a matter of time that because like james tinian has been like killing it so it's just been yeah. like a matter of time that like someone picks up one of his yeah works yeah. yeah well somebody's already picked up some uh, mike flanagan's picked up something that's killing the children really hmm. yeah yeah, the guy oh. who did Dr. Sleep and the Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor shows. Okay. Uh, and if he's directing it, it's going to be good. I know, so <laughs> I think he's just a producer, but. I love that so much. And I even love yeah. House of Slaughter, too. I, uh, I read Rain. Rain finished <gasps> off last, last week. Ooh, did you like it? Uh, I did. I thought the ending wrapped up too fast, though. And I, I yeah, feel I sad. Whenever I read those type of stories, I feel like really sad. <laughs> I just no, I get it. It, it like hits me all the yeah. like end of the world stories hurt. So we're gonna move on. Um, uh, Ambrosia, what was your second pick? You you said you had oh. another pick. Oh uh, yeah. Does I, it match up with Brian? Yeah, my last two. Okay, what what what's your what's What's okay, my next one was Captain America Zero. Captain America Zero was good. Yeah, yeah. I did. Was. And I'm not like Cap isn't like always like my favorite book, but I loved like 
the whole like overall like meaning of it and just yeah. like watching them like team up and like and then even like the cover of uh there's i think it's a variant i have all um, the variant covers in a slideshow ooh. right now like there's like six of them and they're all beautiful yes okay there's one variant where there's like all of the characters who have been captain america at one point yes yeah oh is yeah. that the main cover or is that Wait, a variant? All, sure those all, all, they've not all. No, it does say variant. Okay. No, they're not all. Well, I don't know. Well, they have them all dressed up as Captain America. Wait, which really? I found it's a lot of the Captain Americas, and then some of the, um, the so, Daughters of Liberty are on here, too. And Namor. Namor's there. Yeah, because he was one of the invaders. Right. Right. It's like Captain cast. America's so supporting of, like, cast. It's like a Cap history yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was so beautiful because I feel like so many people, and especially with Sam Wilson, um, like with the uh show and everything, they were like, oh, he can't be Captain America. Right. Um, and so I just thought that it was beautiful that um it showed that there are multiple Captain Americas. Right. Mm -hmm. in, in fact, like I was almost not going to read this because it's issue zero, and issue zeros tend to be skippable, but mm -hmm. like it worked really well and i get how it is technically skippable but it also sets a uh the tone for the two new series to come because we're getting two totally. captain america series uh coming out one for sam and one for steve um who's what, what's the title of each there's sentinel of liberty which is steve right sentinel of liberty no sentinel of liberty i believe is the sam one. i thought sam's the I truth it up real quick. yeah i was gonna say it's in like the back mm -hmm. issues i don't right. have it Oh, right. I have the comic right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to say, I don't have it with me again. Yeah, okay. Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty is the Steve Rogers one. And yeah. Symbol of Truth. Symbol of Sam Truth is Sam. Uh, and the reason I, I, I equate Symbol of Truth with Sam is because of Sam's experiences in America as Cap. Uh, yeah. He has to deal with so much shit. Um, and it's funny how, like, the, the, the fan and in comic universe reaction to Sam being Cap was then repeated five years or seven years later in real life when <laughs> the Falcon and Winter Soldier show came out. Like, mm -hmm. it was right, literally right. the same thing again. Yeah. The same the, rhetoric. That, uh, that time period when Sam first became Cap, I think got really unfairly overshadowed by the Steve Rogers being Hydra yeah. twist. And that's too bad because I think that that storyline that was written by Nick Spencer where the whole hashtag take back the shields and like right wing news agencies are trying to defame Sam Wilson, I think, like you said, was very prescient and was a really interesting, well-written story that I wish had gotten a little bit more attention. But everybody yeah. was, you know, distracted and angry somewhat justifiably, I think, about the Steve Rogers being Hydra twist. I, I think that the problem with the Steve is Hydra and Sam is Cap, is that saying that like, if Steve, the only reason Cap, Sam is Cap is because Steve is Hydra and that right. he's a placeholder, right? So it, it's kind of like, I, I, I hate to bring up any sort of, you know, bad experience that a person has had in real life, but there is a kind of feeling where if you're dating someone who their ex had died, let's just say when they're dating. And then the question in the back of your mind may be, oh, if this person was alive, mm. you wouldn't be with me. You wouldn't choose me over right. this person. And the only reason I'm here, and I get that that's the way life works, but the only reason I'm here is because 
your ex died. Uh, that is not a situation that has been me specifically, but I know it happens to people. But well, then, instead of saying that like Sam would be Captain America, regardless of whether Steve's cap or not, right? And right now they are both caps, right? And I think that's I like think that's this. True. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Ogre. Uh, but I think like that's what this issue was really like highlighting of um, all of that like placeholder stuff and like both of them was like like that picture of like them like both like fist bumping like yeah and like trying to come up with like I'll be this <laughs> name and I'll be this name and then they're like no we're both Captain Americas yeah uh, I think they tried to like fix all that yeah i think the rapport in this issue is way better than i've ever seen in captain america because they never Mm -hmm. one could say it's out of place because we don't see cap doing this kind of funny quips back and forth to each other yeah like uh, how about your uncanny captain america how about your spectacular Captain America? (laughs) and they all have like that back and forth and i think that i've never seen that before i'm not averse to it but it is different I, I think like it also it. shows the relationship between Sam and Cap as sort of brothers in arms, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Cap feels comfortable joking around with Sam in the heat of battle because they have this sort of forged bond with yeah. each other. Um, and, and to your point, Dimitri, about like the the idea of having to take one character off the board so the legacy hero could step in, I think that is also indicative of the old way of doing legacy heroes in general, right? right? Because when you look at DC Comics legacy heroes or Marvel legacy heroes, it was typically X character is dead or evil now, or something has taken them off the board. Right. And now new legacy character comes in. Yeah. And I think we've now entered an age where we say, hey, you know what? People are smart enough that they can differentiate between Miles Morales Spider-Man and Peter Parker Spider-Man. Right. They can both be Spider-Man. One right. doesn't have to be dead. Uh, and I love that they're doing this with Captain America, especially because this follows up on the the theme of the United States of Captain America series. Yeah. Which I thought was beautiful. Yeah, I love which I that was series. Was, right. And and the end of that, for anyone who hadn't read it, the kind of idea is there shouldn't just be one Captain America because America cannot be summed up by one individual. There should be many Captain Americas to represent the many ideologies and fabrics that make up America. I and I'm so that glad that so they're much. carrying that forward because right. I think it fits so well with the character. I mean, the fact that they have subtitles, I hope their subtitles are the theme of the sure. each book. That, that, sure, there'll be some crossover, but like Sam is about the truth of America and, and Steve's about, you know, being the symbol, the sentinel liberty kind of thing maybe that those subtitles are more than just names they're summations of what the series are about yeah yeah Um, and uh i got pretty hyped because uh the last page brings back the original white wolf is that who it was i thought it was okay that's the that's the og white wolf t'challa's adopted brother who's a white dude well yeah yeah oh right. i didn't realize that that was some kind of scheme it seems uh very excited to see him back in play and curious to see what's going to happen so with, you, uh, him and sam wilson i was gonna yeah i was gonna ask do you think he'll be in sam wilson's it seems yeah, like because he's commenting yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like that's that's going to be the Sam Wilson story and then some kind of weird secret society that's connected to Cap Shield yeah. seems to be the plot of uh, Sentinel of Liberty. So, yeah, I, this was such a fun book. And few things make me love this country, like Captain America and Sam Wilson giving a speech about how 
uh, freedom is good, actually, to a fascist. Yeah. It's the best thing in the world to me, and, and I love to see it. So there's, it was a hoot decision. There's a trope that I like, and, and we'll move on to some uh, 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 another uh, pick of the week. Um, uh, there's a trope that I like, and I don't think it's overused yet, and that is the trope of the Nazi talking to the, and it, I think it mostly happens with Black characters, a Nazi talking to a Black character being like, hey, we both hate America, right? Like, they don't appreciate you. I shouldn't laugh. I'm so sorry. But it pops up a lot. And then and then the Black yeah. characters always like, they're like, all right, but you're still a Nazi. Bam! <laughs> you know, like a Nazi trying to be like, yeah, 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 we'll, uh, you know, we can work together. Right? I don't yeah. know. I just right, think it's right. funny. No matter what, they deserve a punch in the face. At right. The day. It doesn't matter who. Book uh, you know, everybody deserves <laughs> a, a chance uh, to punch a Nazi. JJ's comic stuff says, uh, punch your local Nazi. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're... Also, the, the first, like, two pages of this mm -hmm. are like perfect encapsulation of character up on the level of the first two pages of all-star superman which is oh. the first page is arnim zola giving this giant speech about how he's manipulated american capitalism and is going to turn everyone into dinosaurs then the last time <laughs> i'm just saying oh come the fuck on and then it's a giant double page spread of sam and uh, steve rogers chucking their shields at yeah. him. i'm like perfect yeah i love it yeah, so I saved, I uh, uh, I got that page, the image of it. So uh, I'm going to post that on the Instagram at some point. It's a nice <laughs> splash. Um, yeah, the artist, uh, who is it? It's uh, Mattia de Luis. I apologize for butchering the name, but they crushed it. Really, Are they going to be uh, ongoing cap uh, on one of those series? I don't think so. Um, but they have good artists on the ongoing series. Okay. They've got Carmen Carnero, who did some Miles Morales Spider-Man for a bit. She's really good. Mm. And then R.B. Silva. Wait, we have, a, fem we have a female writer on, on which series? Uh, artist. Artist. Oh, female artist on, on which series? Uh, on the Steve Rogers, Sentinel of Liberty one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. And then uh, R.B. Silva of Powers of X and Inferno is doing the Sam Wilson one. So that's going to be good. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Um, uh, did you guys have other picks of the week? We might have, I mean, I don't want to deprive you. Just, I mean, we could, we could talk about it. Uh, uh, hit, hit it, Brian. What was your other one? Yeah, what was your uh, other let one? Me, I'll briefly talk about the one that I'm not sure if you guys read, uh, which is Good Asian well, number me, 10. Oh, I didn't read uh, Good I, Asian. I, I didn't. I, I read the first issue, and I liked it. I just never got back on the train. But uh, tell us number about- Number 10 is the final issue, because it's a 10-issue miniseries. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to go back to it, I would definitely recommend looking for the trade when it comes out. Um, yes. Uh, the first volume one of the trade is out and volume two of the trade will be coming out here shortly. Are they five issues each? There you go. Yep. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I thought it really stuck the landing. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, crime noir stories in general. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the premise of this one is uh, the creation of a fictionalized uh, first Chinese American detective um, who investigates the disappearance of his adopted father's uh, Chinese housemaid, uh, whose adopted father was a very wealthy white man. And the series does a really interesting exploration of what does it mean to be an immigrant in America, and specifically, what is the Chinese American immigrant experience like? Uh, and there's a really interesting page at the 
finale of this uh, series where they get into this idea of we're not Chinese anymore and they'll never let us be fully American so we have to become something new and just found that really uh, moving um, you know I, I have descended from Irish immigrants and I always have a complex relationship with the idea that my descent or ancestors I should say were able to so easily integrate into this country and be accepted and at the same time by doing that, it erased all of the Irish heritage and culture and traditions that we had that have never really been a part of my family. Yeah. Um, so it was a really interesting read. And even though I don't have that background experience, it was something that really got me thinking about that. So highly recommend it to everyone, especially if you like uh, crime noir. Um, but the other pick of the week book that I think you guys did read was Catwoman Lonely City, number three. Uh, That's a future. Rules it's like a future class. thing, right? I love it. I love, yes. I love Selena in this so much. So great. I love it. What is it? What is your favorite aspect of it, Amber? So <laughs> for one, and this is like my female take of it, but like, I love the aging process that they mm. gave her. I find it like incredibly beautiful. Um, the way, like, I mean, we have comic book characters who are like 50 and they still look like they're, 25 mm. um and so like right. the fact that they've like aged her beautifully um is fantastic um i love that um i love the character development that we have in her um of like because i mean we haven't seen a lot of characters in this like time span um of like an older character and i think how they've done it with her is just like beautiful Totally agree. And on a similar point to that, I feel like they've done an interesting job with Poison Ivy. In oh, yes. Realm in yes. this story. Yes. Um, and I, I love her sort of like way she's sort of just mellowed out about everything attitude. She's kind of like, look, the world is what it is. I'm just going to do my best to fix what I can. Um, but yeah, I to me, this is Selena Kyle's Dark Knight Returns. Yes. This is us saying, mm. like, how do we put her in a position where she's back against the wall in a futuristic timeline that has sort of collapsed around her and what does she do? And of course, Catwoman does what she always does. She's gonna pull a heist. She's gonna pull a job to try to get something back. Um, Cliff Chang kills it across the board in this entire issue. He writes and draws. I think he does literally everything in it, if I'm not mistaken. He's, he's the only yes. name on the cover. Yep. Yeah. He writes, draws, colors, and letters. In. He does everything. And he um, he's the co-creator of Paper Girls, right? Or he yes, works on Paper yeah. Girls? Yeah, he was the artist on Paper Girls. Okay. Which is uh, also a great comic. Yeah. yeah. And and you see his his skill for design in this too, where all the futuristic versions of the villains and things like that are really interesting. Um, the the kind of main thrust of the story is that Harvey Dent is running for re-election as mayor, and he's kind of he's kind of implemented a police state that he presents as sort of in honor of Batman, because all the cops now wear this hyper-militarized Batman-esque gear. Um, and Barbara Gordon is running against him to kind of finally say like, you've you know, created a police state in Gotham City and the people have had enough. Yeah. And Catwoman becomes a sort of unwitting symbol of the people in her uh, quest to pull off this final heist uh, to get find information about this strange uh, computer program that Batman left behind after his death. Uh, and it rules. It's super good. And uh, Entrican the Demon shows up in this issue, uh, which I was not expecting. And it was fantastic. 
All right. I also love the way that he wrote uh, Poison Ivy. Like we've seen powers uh, in her like better than the way that we've seen it portrayed in other comics, oh, which I think is really cool. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Have you not been reading this, Dimitri? Uh, no, but uh, I'll, I'll probably oh. hop on. I'll probably hop on. It's only you three should, This is only issue three, Yeah. but they're pretty like lengthy books. Yeah, right, like, because black because oh, boys. even they're, like yeah. the like oh i'm in love with like the artwork and the style of this book in itself yeah. is just i love it i mean i've been reading wonder woman historia which has been mind-blowingly yeah. amazing <laughs> yes uh that's yes. a black label book that's all square thick square book yes um, it's very similar I a new type way. of box for these books because yeah they will not fit in the normal comic box no um yeah, and it's only four issues. So the last issue is coming oh, four out issues, I think, yeah. in two months. So it'd be easy to to check out in a collected version. Oh. Now, I had Wait, a question. I thought this was that, issue three. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yes. Is it issue uh, four? I, I said four, th the fourth will be the next one. So yeah. Oh, okay. It sorry. I was issues. like, am I right, losing yeah. my mind? Sorry, guys. You don't <laughs> even know. And you probably get it, Brian. Eighth graders right now are like gaslighting <laughs> the baloney out of me. And they make me feel like I'm going crazy. And I'm like, hey, don't throw that. Throw what? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> um, now I have a question, yeah. uh, Ambrosia, but, uh, but really, Dimitri, you can answer this too. Oh, okay. Um, Edrigan, Edrigan the Demon, do you like it better when the writer makes him speak in rhyme or not speak in rhyme? He has I'm to speak in rhyme. rhyme. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely I agree. rhyme. That's like Zatanna. It's, it's not the same. Right. It'd be like if it's Zatanna used her magic without speaking backwards. Like that would, it doesn't make any sense. Sure, sure. You know, I, I, I feel like it has to speak in rhyme. Now, so the, then, the question is what kind of rhyme? I don't think it matters. Sometimes it sounds good. Like if he does like an iambic pentameter or something, but sometimes he just does an AABB rhyming scheme. So here's where I got tripped up as an English teacher. Yeah. Okay. I'm reading this and I'm like, I feel like this is, this is a slant rhyme. But this is the only dialogue Etrigan has in the issue. And I can't tell if he's rhyming or not. I, I feel like I'm going to have to wait till issue four. Uh -huh. He says, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Such is the fate of my jailer, Jason Blood. And I'm like, dust, blood? That's, not even, a, that's not even a slant rhyme. No. <laughs> no. And then he ends up, shall it be thine as well? Doesn't rhyme at all. So I'm like, I don't know, Cliff. I, I don't know if you're gonna make him rhyme or not. We'll we'll see in issue four. Huh. But... Could it be a haiku? Uh, haikus don't question. rhyme. No. But this is a great question. Should there be an Etrigan or a demon that speaks in haiku? That would be cool. Um, like I mean, the, they'd be Japanese, some sort of Japanese sure. demon. Oni. Oh, Oni. You know. Uh, yes, we need to make this happen. Someone do it. But I mean. Uh, <laughs> Classic Etrigan rhyme is gone, gone the form of man, rise the demon Etrigan. Right. Right. He does that, obviously. But then sometimes some writers, when he's in like full demon form, he'll actually write out full like rhyming verse for him to speak in. Right. Or some writers just be like, eh. I think it's lazy. No, you gotta you gotta <laughs> rhyme. You have to have Etrigan rhyme. Yeah. Absolutely. By the way, yeah. I call him Etrigan, not Etrigan, but you know. But you have to say Gan because that fits the rhyme of the, the transformation. Gone, gone, the form of man, right? right. Demon Etrigan. Well, and yeah. then especially like in uh, when he's like actually calling out like the demon, he's like, Etrigan. Like you have to emphasize like the eh. 
<laughs> Great point. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's comparable to sometimes. So like, obviously like my name's Dimitri, but sometimes when I try to do puns off my name, I will say, I'll use a three. Like I'll, I'll like oh. have a like kind of, so like, cause my, my like super smash name used to be like D three. Then it, then when you were allowed more like letters, I was D I M I three, but like, sure. that's not how you pronounce my name, but I, I'm saying if I was a demon, I would rhyme. I could, you know, do a three or you could rhyme three with Dimitri. Yeah, but you still have the E sound at the end. It would work. You okay, would work. all right. Fair. Um, but also plot twist: when you're a demon, you could do whatever yeah. you want. Uh, but you derive more power from the rhyme. I think that's how they explained it. The rhyming, yes, de rhyming demons you, are more yeah. powerful. Yeah, yeah. You level up if you start rhyming. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you guys catch me rhyming all the time, I'm just going to be testing the waters. Right. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Um, there, I mean, there were some books that I didn't get to read because I, I missed a couple of them. So I had to go back and read. Um, but, uh, what I, what I did read and, you know, I, I read a good Wait, amount this week. Before you go on, what was your pick of the week? Yeah. So yeah like, yours, mine was probably, probably Nightwing 91. Oh. Um, mostly because, and I don't think it was a particularly good issue per se, but I do think what they knock it out of the park is the relationship with Wally and Dick. And the fact Wally was, and the fact like Wally called Dick out and he's like, look, you and Barbara just get together. Like, stop denying it. Like, just, you know, do it, you know? I feel really bad for anyone who has to be a fill-in artist in this series because the minute I open it, I'm like, oh, this isn't Bruno Redondo. Right. right. Oh. I'm still going to read it, but it's not Bruno Redondo. And that's right. not their fault, but Bruno Redondo is just so good. Right. <laughs> um, I agree with you, though. And it, after, you know, as a huge Wally West fan, uh, going so long without seeing him in prominence in DC has been painful. So it was nice seeing him with the family having a fun relationship with dick i thought it was great i really liked it yeah um i'm really behind on nightwing night nightwing was good uh and then flash 781 did you guys read that one no i did not read that no uh that one was a good one and it's funny because i kind of got two doses of wally this month <laughs> um and so uh this one was wally and wallace teaming up and kind of, it was their relationship. And I think what both these issues, Nightwing 91 and Flash 781 have in common is it's relationship heavy. Sure, they're doing tasks, mm -hmm. but they're talking and they're, and they're listening and they're, you could see these specific personalities. Like Wallace doesn't want to skip class. He wants to do his score. And then Wally is like, hey, skip class. Let's go. We got an emergency. <laughs> and like, like, they get ice cream and uh uh they they stop like uh, there's like a whole thing with there and then wally passes down some like wisdom that he learned when he was barry's kid flash and he was like mm -hmm. you know and it's uh all 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 together kind of a nice um kind of a nice story i i saw the cover of this are they now building to like wallace west being barry or being wally's kid flash that's kind of interesting. <clears throat> I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. It, it makes yeah. it makes sense right now because Barry's mm -hmm. stuck in the multiverse. 
He can stay there. <laughs> I'm fine with Barry gone. I, I, I'm fine if he just kind of hangs out there for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, we don't need Barry. We just don't. We don't. We don't. Wall, we don't. Wally and Wallace. By the way, Wally calls Wallace Ace. And it took me a while to realize why. That's cute. And it's because of Wallace, the A C E in Wallace. Right. So, um, but it's funny because in this, it's kind of a, a switch, a dynamic switch, where the older Flash is the more impulsive right. one and the younger one is the more by the books. Right, right. That does sound fun. And I'm happy to hear that they didn't just kind of kick Wallace West to the curb after they brought Wally back properly. Right. Because that would have not looked good at all, I don't think. Right, right. So uh, all in all, it was, a, it was a good one. And I like the personalities and uh, I like the character work that we got to see. Who's writing that book right now? This was a f- supposed, uh, I think this was a filler. Um, so I don't know. Oh, okay. who, I don't is know. It not, is it Joshua Williamson still? Or uh, I don't know. Let's, let me see. Um, I don't know. While I looked that up though, did you guys, uh, it's Adams, whoever Adams is. Um, hmm. I'm not familiar with them. Jeremy Adams was the writer on this one. And then the penciler was Fernando Passarin. Interesting. Um, But I think it was a one shot kind of deal. Cool. I don't know who's doing. Let me let me look it up. Actually, let me look up who's doing Flash 782. Oh, but now. Well, I think it's a filler because they're waiting for dark uh, for Death of Justice League. Oh, right. So that's why like Death of Justice League is coming up. And so they're like, okay, let's spin our wheels a little bit. Both companies do that. Right. When an event is coming up. So um, I hope it'll be good. I really do. I'm sure it'll be good, but there's also this part of me that's like, come on, they're not going to die. <laughs> they're not going to be dead for long. No. This isn't going to be, you're not even killing Batman off in his regular Batman series. Like, you got Chips of Darcy and Rom V starting Batman runs in, in July. That's, that's true. The way. And like, uh, I don't I know, think, it just feels weird. I think it'll be very similar to the Obsidian Age. Do you guys ever read the Justice League of America Obsidian Age? No. It's two trades. Um, uh, I ha- I can see it right there. Who wrote that? That sounds familiar. Uh, that's Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly is my favorite Justice League writer. Okay. Really? Yeah. Take. Well, most of his Obsidian Age was so good. And he also, uh, he was writing it from, uh, I don't know who did Divide. Was he that like post-Mark Wade? Who wrote, who wrote like... Tower of Babel? Mark Wade. Okay. Who wrote Divide We Fall? This one's a, this one's a, a very underrated middle issue. I think or, that might have been Mark Wade with Brian Hitch on art. It is. Uh, wow, look at me. You're, you're, you're good. <laughs> you're amazing. Um, <laughs> there's a story in this uh, that like nobody ever brings up. Um, and that's the one where like all the heroes get them and their alter egos split. But then they start. That is a cool story. They start yeah. devolving essentially like emotionally devolving into what that side of you is interesting so like plastic- I, I feel like i read that as a kid but i haven't read it in ages. so like plastic man and, and splits into elo brian and plastic man and elo brian gets more violent and greedy interesting and plastic man becomes more goofy and looney toony and <laughs> because it's two aspects of him and 
Eel O'Brien is like, I can't go back to being a bad guy. I, I, I can't be a piece of shit anymore. And so he brings everyone back together. Like, like Bruce Wayne has anger issues that he, that he, he can't figure out because he's not Batman. Uh, and then I should reread that. Yeah. It's a good one. Sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, speaking of, speaking of Mark Wade, I feel like Mark Wade, and I think world's finest number two, which came out this week reinforces this. Yeah. I, I feel like he is so underrated. I feel oh, like super. he deserves to be spoken of in the same breath as like Grant Morrison and, and Alan Moore, but because he does, he doesn't do like edgelord stuff because his stories are much more like classical superhero stories. They're not interested in deconstruction. I think people don't put him up on that pedestal right. in the same way, but I think he totally deserves to be because he's written like a masterpiece every five years. Right. Like. Well, the thing about Mark Wade is, if, if you're aiming for deconstruction, sure, he doesn't have it, but he has epic, right? Like, mm-hmm, he makes mm-hmm. epic stories. So you don't, right. sometimes a writer will do a deconstruction, but it won't be epic. And sometimes you'll have epic right. stuff that won't be deconstruction. I get it. Those are two different kind of facets of it. But he does epic stories. Stories that, that. that are iconic. Yes. You know? Yes. And I don't think I've ever seen him write a character where I felt like, I don't like your take on it. I feel like he always comes at a a really interesting angle, like in World's Finest number two, the sort of like awkward relationship between Robin and Supergirl. Yeah, what's up with that? We know, I thought it was funny because I feel like that's totally how two teenagers whose like parents are friends, but they're not friends would interact with each other, right? This sort of feeling of like, okay, I guess we'll like, hang out but i don't really know you that well right and then having this sort of like bickering with each other as they're off to this little mission i thought that was a, a fun way to write their dynamic by the way that's supposed to be dick right it's dick yes that's okay supposed to be dick right? it's weird that supergirl is supergirl at the same time dick is robin that supergirl is an earlier part of superman's story because for instance if you if you deal with superman batman um um the the one with Kara Zor-El coming in uh sure. the Supergirl arc like that happens later that's like I don't know what right. current continuity is you get what I mean hyper time baby it's just hyper time <laughs> well I yeah hyper what well, hyper kind of cruise with it man <laughs> stop worrying about it yes hyper time is based on the <laughs> assumption that like if they every everything's canon until it isn't and the newest yeah. thing is the newest reality essentially right and right. mark wade was one of the sort of architects of hyper time because it came uh, from flash yeah, yeah 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 um yeah i i but i guess that doesn't bug me because i'm like well in the grand scheme of dc you know if you're reading the history there was a time where dick grace was robin and kara zor-el was supergirl so i'm just like yeah it lines up Whatever. right but not it not in post-crisis at all in those crises <laughs> not in new 52 not in rebirth not in new F- infinite frontier but i guess now in infinite frontier it's, that is what it is yeah just have fun <laughs> no i'm cool with it i just need to know okay <laughs> <laughs> my i my response to that is always just like well are you having fun then none of this is real don't worry about it the the art is good i like the story art is great um also, did Dick and Supergirl hook up? I don't know. I want to know. Maybe that's why it's so awkward. Maybe they that's like what I thought at first. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, okay, there has to be 
a time where the Titans got together and played spin the bottle. There just has to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, but that's why I thought that that dynamic works so well because I was like, well, Kara's never been a Titan. So she's always kind of been on the outside of the team. Uh, not back then. Was she a Titan? Right. Uh, she was a Titan during the, the after Jeff Johns left, or maybe at the tail end of his run, that run of Teen Titans. Oh, wow. When so she, way later. She joins with Static, Blue Beetle. In fact, you see it in Robin, in the Robin series, which I'll talk about in a second, but... Um, there, there's there's that moment in time where she's on the titans for a very short amount of time oh interesting i didn't even know that huh. yeah ambrosia are you reading world's finest no should i be i think so yeah it's real good i think it's so. real good it's fun again do you oh, like do you like iconic epic storytelling yes then yes do you like superman and batman being friends i suppose i like i like them <laughs> i like them like i don't know I, my favorite stories are when they're not friends, but oh. that's just. Oh, really? You're all yeah. about the conflict. Maybe because I need some conflict in my life. That's like the most. Oh, is your life too easy? <laughs> no, <laughs> but like, but like, you know, I try to be like nice with everyone and civil with everyone. And so like, it's nice to see like some people not and me actually like not having to be. It's like reading like God. <gasps> it's my equivalent to reading like gossip magazines. <laughs> yeah. You like the hot superhero gossip. Absolutely. I like them being friends. I do. I like them. I like them being friends because both of them need a best friend. This is true. This is true. You know, everyone needs a friend. Right. I do like the the fact that Dick and Kara aren't friends, but I kind of wanted to see more stories about that. I want to see more stories about the Titans. I just want more Titan stuff. I want Young Justice back. (laughs) Come on. One day, <laughs> like they're just—I don't know. Yo, is there? Is there? There's no Young Justice book currently, right? No. That Brian Michael Bendis one ended no. like forever ago. There was just Teen Titans Academy for like the last since Infinite Frontier. Sure. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I haven't read any of that stuff. Right. That being said, they're doing something. They're playing. Are they planning something with Connor Kent coming up? <laughs> there is the he's in the round robin tournament if that's that's what, what it was because i was reading the premises yeah. of that yeah. yeah 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 which i was disappointed because he's up against the one that i wanted to win which was the size Spurrier green lantern one uh that i thought sounded really cool that was like a space western oh yeah fun but yeah people want connor kent and i can't blame them for it here's the question are those premises canon like just on a premise alone you know what I mean? The, um, the information in the I mean, premise, or is that information right. canon to the DC universe, or do they have oh, to produce I see what you're the saying. comic? I think, I think until it's produced, it is not canon. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Batman, Superman, World's Finest. I just like uh, the idea of World's Finest also. Like the name, I think they need to, I Great think name. DC and their, and their live action stuff needs to push the title World's Finest more. I agree. Um, I agree. That uh, is true to who they are. We're gonna. We're. Gonna, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm trying to think. Uh, let's switch things up and go to Marvel. Uh, let's do it. We got. We got a, a, a couple of different ones that came out this week. Uh, did you guys read Avengers Fifty Five? No. Brian. Oh yeah. 
Oh, you know I read my Jason Aaron <laughs> Avengers. You okay, so you are a Jason fan. Aaron Avengers. You are a fan of Jason Aaron I, I am oh. always so disappointed that people talk about it poorly. I, because I think it is so dumb and so fun. Okay, here's the thing. Is that as long as you enjoy it, that's all that matters. Like I know, but I just wish more people were also enjoying it. I'm enjoying okay, it. Ambrosia, can I, Ambrosia, can I pitch you? Are you reading this, Ambrosia? No. Can I pitch you on this? Yes. Okay, what if I told you this issue features Darkhawk? You know, Darkhawk? Yes. Batman in the Marvel Universe? Uh, yes. Investigating the Serpent Society who have become a Mephisto-worshipping cult because Mephisto was the first serpent because he is the Christian devil, okay? I'm on and it. And then in the course of this issue, they discover that Mephisto has collected 616 alternate universe Mephistos to team up with and okay. become what he calls the Council of Red. Okay. And they are drawn in a giant splash page where Javier Garon totally flexed on everybody and drew a bunch of Mephistos. Did you did and you look at the Easter one. eggs? I was like scanning through trying to catch it all. Yeah. Did you see that robot one? Did you see the mixer Mr. Mixel uh Mixes Spitlick? The Mr. Mixes Spitlick one, which is legally questionable, but <laughs> it looks great. I love it. There's also one right below him that looks like Clary on the Witch Boy. Oh, there is, yeah. Legally Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's incredible. Uh I love this series. Um, I will be disappointed if he doesn't find uh, 50 more, so he has 666 Mephistos. Yeah. I feel like that has to be the logical endpoint here. Well, yes and but... no. So, so weirdly enough, the reason Marvel is named 616 is because of Alan Moore, I think. Right. Basically, right. he said that Britain 666 yeah. is not the beast number, that 616 is the actual number of the beast. Where's he getting this from? Or was that a thing he made up? No, I, th I think that that like, that's, it's debated that, uh, that that's the case. That's I would take Alan Moore's word for that. I mean, you know, uh, did you notice, <laughs> did you notice that I turned red right now? The reason is <laughs> I opened the image, I opened the image of the Council of Red to look at. And it turned my so open a portal and it's pulling yeah. the <laughs> But there there are some like cool looking ones. There's some dorky looking ones, like a school teacher looking Mephisto. Right. There's a there's, cyclops. Okay, there's one in the upper left corner that's just Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Oh, I that's see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's one that's like, yeah. Uh, it's out of control. There's uh there's one that looks like Thanos, there's one in a samurai armor. There's yeah. one that's Pennywise, who's just over Dang. the shoulder of the main Mephisto. Where? Uh, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, I see. There's also a, a, a duck-looking Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto <laughs> the duck, yeah. 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 This comic is good. I love this comic. And it ends with a pretty cool new Avengers lineup. So you've got Thor, Echo, who is also the Phoenix. Yeah. Captain Marvel, Starbrand, Blade, uh, Valkyrie Jane Foster. Iron Man, Cap, Namor, and Darkhawk. Yeah, Darkhawk has been has been given membership to the Avengers. Yeah, I love this comic. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I love that. Um, I thought it was I thought it was cool. I'm cool with it. Uh, it might be too much for a lot of people though. The, Why do you say that? I, I <laughs> the multiversal I masters. I totally of recognize. Evil. 
Like, yes, that's kind of what they've been doing in Avengers Forever and also in the Avengers Run is right. the multiversal masters of evil. And so then now we're dealing with 616 Mephistos. Uh, <laughs> and like, I don't know whether that's too much for people. I think this is, I think that's a good point. I, I am coming at this from the perspective of someone who's been reading comics for most of their life. So if you give me like free-based superhero comics, which is basically what this is, mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of eat it up. But I totally understand this being like overwhelming for some people or being like, this is too much for me. I can't do this. Right. Right. So uh, I looked it up. While 666 is called the number of the beast in most manuscripts of Revelation, a fragment of the earliest papyrus uh papyrus 115 gives uh the number is 616 what Um, this is blowing my mind suggest suggesting that this may have been the original number uh one possible i had no idea one possible explanation for the two different numbers is that they reflect two different spellings of emperor nero or neuron's name um, for which, according to this wow. theory, this, this number is believed to be a code. Well, because some people, uh, there's the, the general scientific or historical theory that Revelations refers to the fall of Rome, not fall of the world. Mm. And so, um, and that- we I don't didn't have... realize you were so like well-versed in this stuff. Oh, oh he's I'm... versed in a lot of that. Thanks. Thanks, Ambrosia. <laughs> yes. You are. I, I, like to, uh, I like to be well-versed in a lot of different things, but yeah. But then on a metal level, this makes this story even more interesting because Mephisto has kind of been the ultimate villain of this entire Jason Aaron story. Right. And if 616 Mephisto is the most powerful, it's because he's from the universe that is the number of the beast. Maybe, yeah. Because there's more than 616 universes right? in, right. in the omniverse, right? But this is the, yes, but this is the Mephisto who's gathered everyone together, right. which to me implies he's like the ultimate Mephisto. Right. Right. Oh, man. So you just made me enjoy this even more. Thank you. There you go. There's a little, <laughs> bit, of, a little bit of something for you. Um, Avengers 55. That was Avengers 55. There was also uh, Wolverine 20, I think. Wolverine oh, 9. Really? Was it Wolverine 20 or 19? Um. Uh, Wolverine 20. There we go. Have you been keeping up with Wolverine? Uh, for the most part. Did you? I didn't like the, it. Did you read the Adamantium Surfboard story no. arc? No. It happened like right before <laughs> this. No. You uh, do you guys not read it? No. I, I'm laughing because I think the last time we spoke, you also brought up the Adamantium Surfboard. So I think it's just funny you brought it up again. <laughs> uh, has it been that? Has it been that long since? Three months. It was brought up a while ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yes, the Adamantium Surfboard. Uh, that Forge makes for Wolverine. That was like a previous arc. But in this, it's like a new start because it's Destiny of X now. Because this is the first Wolverine issue that takes place after X Lives and X Deaths of Wolverine, right? So um, I have not been reading Wolverine, so okay. catch me up on what's going on. My summer goal has been to get caught up on X-Men. Not there yet. That's a good That's a good summer goal. Um, Danny, uh, Danny McGowan, uh, told everybody what she thinks Hi, Danny. The, the X-Men, well, she's not here right now, but, or, I mean, she oh, bye, Do you say bye? What? <laughs> I said bye, Danny. Wait, why do you say bye? Like, 
Because because well, he thought she was here. She's not here right now. So oh, like, oh, I get it. I got so confused. Uh, she gave like the re- essential like reading list for X Men if you want to catch up without having to read everything. Oh yes, you know, um, which I which I thought was pretty pretty spot she on. Has, Marvel needs to start sending Danny some checks because she has single handedly told all of TikTok how to catch up on current X Men. Mm-hmm. I I mean yeah I mean I personally think that like. <laughs> like the comic side of tiktok needs some handouts from the comic industry because just a couple little little things you know what i mean right i mean to be fair they should probably start paying the artists and writers more first <laughs> uh, yeah that's what i was gonna say like um uh, i don't yeah. know if you guys have been like keeping up with like twitter or anything but like people are super set with like the uh love and thunder um stuff like how a lot of it is like taken from you know, like the comics yeah, yeah. like picture yeah. like yeah. image by image and then like the creator gets nothing from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the it's way the contracts are. So it's not illegal, but it no. shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't no. be that way. No. Yeah. I'm with you. It's, it's just that like weird thing where you're them. like, right. It's that weird thing where it's so cool to see, but then you think about it for a second and exactly what you said, Ambrosia, you kind of feel a little icky about it. Right. No. They're not getting compensated. Right. No. Right. Makes me sad. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so Wolverine, uh, Wolverine 20 has to deal with, uh, Deadpool and Wolverine and Deadpool trying okay. to basically dead. It's, it's really funny. Actually, Deadpool keeps trying to get onto Krakoa and keeps getting blown up <laughs> or sent back. So it's very Looney Tunes-ish. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, like That's a really good premise for an issue. Really yeah. Good. Uh, and then th- there's like two stories. There's that story. And then there's, uh, uh, Wolverine. I forget what happens with Wolverine, but I guess that wasn't very memorable. Oh, I know what <laughs> happens. Wolverine is basically, um, basically, he had lost his hand with the adamantium in it on a previous mission, and he's afraid that Orcus will be able to um, come up with more adamantium and the healing factor through his hand, so he wants to go back and get his hand back. So... Was that brought up in another series as well? Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of the latest issue of X-Men where I feel like something uh, similar to that was. Discussed. Yeah, that was similar. Because in, in the recent issue of X-Men, yeah. Laura goes up to the Phoebus space station. Um, right, right. Or Phobo, Phobos or Phoebe, Phobos. I think it's Phobos because yeah. I think that's the god of the underworld. Yeah, Phobos is the, the yeah. Phobos space station and... Uh, thinks that maybe there's another clone of her there but then it turns out to be lady deathstrike right. that happened last week right right yeah i think they had a reference that wolverine issue in some capacity because i think they made reference to the fact of like oh there's a bunch of wolverine parts flying around right. from various missions in that area yeah right okay that's what i was thinking yeah. well because oh they also mentioned in in um in the x-men issue that nightcrawler's corpse is on that space station. yes that's what i was thinking of yeah 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 um and orcas are real assholes, aren't they? <laughs> it's that Fei Long guy. That Fei Long guy? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who we're talking about, Ambrosia? No. There's a, there's... I've been out of X-Men. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's a villain in X-Men right now. He is so upset the mutants terraformed Mars because his life goal was to get humans to colonize Mars to the point okay. where he's bioengineered, he's biomodified himself to oh. withstand space and uh, uh, whatever. And it's turned his skin red. So he has oh. like this like biomodified 
body and he's a billionaire he's kind of like you know if, if any of our billionaires were smarter um you know um, <laughs> but he is just as petty but he's just as petty and just as 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 horrible and so uh <laughs> so he, he hates the x-men so they're he's joined orcus uh, okay. but he also there's this scene in a previous issue where one of the warlike mutants comes at him and they're like i'm gonna kill you he unhinges his jaw spews out this like laser acid and just disintegrates the guy right then and there i like it yeah so you know <laughs> who but knows what other tricks Jeff he has that. <laughs> oh my gosh no it's not too far off yeah, yeah i feel like any day now jeff bezos or elon musk will be like i'm going to spend money to give myself laser acid vomit well i mean elon <laughs> elon musk did give himself a new hairline so it's that, close. It's close. This is accurate. <laughs> Have you seen Elon Musk's gonna... hair before? Oh, no. Yeah, I saw that photo. Elon Musk's okay, hair. I'm looking this up this before. His hair was raggedy at like age 20, and then he got money, and then he bought himself new hair, which See, is fine. That... But you know. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, it's not a yeah. diss to anyone who has hair problems. I understand. No. But no. It's more of a. I mean, I'm trying to diss Elon Musk here. Like. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Come on. That is just. It's the exact same thing that Bayfunk did. That's all. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. That was Wolverine. That was Wolverine twenty. I, I definitely think. Uh, uh. Is it skippable? Yeah, but like, it's kind of cool. <laughs> um yeah, not a big showing from the Xbox this week. That was the only one, right? That was the only one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um did you guys did anyone read Hulk number six? Uh it's on it was on my two read list. I didn't I, I didn't read it. Either. I wasn't able to get to it. There's a lot of variant covers. Why are they doing so many? I'm just gonna show a couple of them. Why are they doing so many variant covers for Hulk? Or is um, it selling real well? Do you guys know? I don't know. There's like, I mean, there's. I got like 17 variant covers on this. Oh slide. my gosh, there are so many variants. Yeah. Well, part of it is, I mean, if we're looking at it from the business side of things, some of the variants you can only get if you if the shop orders a certain number of copies. Right. So by producing more variants, you say, all right, you can get this variant if you get like 20 issues, but you get this variant if you get 100 issues it puts shops in a position where if they have somebody there who's like, I need the issue 100 variant for my collection, they're going to possibly buy a hundred copies. So the more variants you produce, wait, really? Especially if they're, yeah. I Dude, mean, that's why they do this stuff. And the, in, an, individual, comic, an individual, well, buy not an individual, but maybe they'll have a couple of people, but here's the thing. Shops get the one in 100 variant and they can charge like $50 for it because it's more collectible. I, one of my roommates, like they're not gonna charge cover price for it. Oh, back course. in the day, um, they would buy a box or like they would order in a hundred just to get like the different variants. And so they did it with Power Rangers. So they have like a hundred plus comics of the same thing just for the variants. And I just, yeah, I, I can, I don't know. I'm gonna I, change my lighting really quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it feels like we're living through the '90s all over again. The variant boom has been coming back in a big way, and it's very I think it'll interesting to see that we haven't learned any lessons. I, I don't think it's gonna burst this time around. I think they've learned their lesson. 
because I don't think there's enough power behind the comic stores to be able to invest that much. Sure. Because we have less comic shops, you know? So, and and each comic shop is there. I mean, they're going hand to mouth, right? Like they're living hand to mouth right now. So fair. Um, Did you read Doctor Strange Nexus of Nightmares? Because I read the first I didn't. That looks kind of cool. I got bored. (laughs) <laughs> okay then i will not be reading i read i read the first <laughs> issue and i was like i care nothing i care nothing I about nightmare right what's up i think it was just a one shot wasn't uh it? yeah well it's a problem it looks like a one shot but also i hate it when they number the one shot as one just so you can I hate like the number <laughs> one issue that stresses me out especially with like organizing my comics i hate it it, just, like, it doesn't make right. any sense. It's like, don't put a number on it. Just put one shot. Like you could write the number one right. and write shot underneath. And I'm okay with that. But making it look like it's the first it's in a, a series. A series. Yeah. Dumb and, I can't. and manipulative. I hate it. <laughs> Wait, what, what comic did that this week? Doctor Strange, Nexus of Nightmares. Oh, yeah. I was bored I, by it. Okay. <laughs> I have it on my to read list as well, but it wasn't one that I like really wanted to push through, like not push through, but like, you know, how we like all have, like, we try to read as many as we can before the show. Right. Um, but there was like one that I was like, e, I'd much rather read this one. Right. But, okay. What did, okay. So you thought it was boring. I, I read the first two pages, I think. And I got super bored because the first two pages are just Bar- Baron Carl Mordo talking to Nightmare. And I'm like, um, I care nothing about either one of those guys. I'm going to be honest. I don't like Stephen Strange. I like Wong and I like Clea. So in the new Oh my series, gosh, I love Clea. The new series is good. The Strange. So good. Yes. Right? Um, is good. I'll wait for the trade on that, but I'm excited to check it out. It's good. Yeah, it's nice. Clea is a fresh perspective on this like kind of mundane magical world. Yeah. Sounds good. I like her a lot. Um, what else do you guys read? Um, one that I was also not impressed with, but I continue to read it. And it is, it is only an issue too, but was Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse. Okay. Um, I like, I love Spider-Gwen and I love Gwen Stacy, but this series. Was not it? No, no, no. Um, and typically like Tim Seeley is writing it. Um, and he's done like, like he wrote, didn't he write Nightwing for a little bit? No. I don't know. I think he did, yeah. Um, yeah, he did. Like, uh, he's during, like, Robbins right now, isn't he? Uh, I think so. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, but it just isn't it. It's like they're trying to be like a Spider Verse of Spider Gwen. Yeah. But it's just not happening. Okay. That's fair. Did they go, yeah. did they jump the shark? Did they go one step too far with this idea? Yeah, I think they did. Like, I was more intrigued by the like villains that are in it. I think the villains are pretty fun. Those are, but like if they were the highlights of it, then I would be all for it, but they're not. And that's where I'm like, right, right. eh. So, all right. I'm Um, I'm still going to read it because it's Spider Gwen. I have very mixed, kind of building on what you're saying, Ambrosia. I have very mixed feelings about this series and the what if Miles Morales stuff? Ooh, Because it kind of just feels like a hat on a hat. Yeah, where yeah. Where it feels like, you know what I mean? It, it's like, they're already multiversal characters, and then to be like, what if we then did multiversal mashups with them of all these characters? And it's already weird, because they did that whole series of variant covers where it was just Gwen Stacy as different 
characters, which is right. how we got yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. And I just like, what are we like? Just put them in a normal comic. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Yes, right. Like I loved uh, Spider Gwen when she had her like uh, reactive spider. Was it reactive? Ghost Ra- spider. Radio ghost spider. Thank you. Um, and I loved that. And then I feel like with this, it's just trying. Too yeah, hard. I think they need to bring Spider Gwen into the main six one six. Yes. Um, and I think they need to do what they did with Silk, but don't overshadow Silk. Yes. Silk is amazing, and she needs Silk needs time to breathe. So maybe don't bring in Spider Gwen, but when you do, bring her in, give her a new life here, even though she's from another world that she can't get back to or whatever. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Right. Yes. Um, I think you that an old be... man Logan's kind of thing because old man Logan was from an alternate future, right? And he yep. came to the present and he started like doing research on like the villains of the present. Do that with Spider Gwen, but do that with like like different people from her life from this alternate universe. Make her be like, I wonder what they're up to here, and just explore that. I think it would be really cool to see the relationship between her, Silk, Peter, all in like one time that wasn't all spider versey edge of spider verse um right ish so i think that'd be cool but yeah i almost feel like if you want to do spider verse stuff do like a team book like that web warriors book yeah a team of spider verse people like if you want to do it do it that way like right it just feels unnecessary to be like and i i feel bad too because i did read the first of those what if miles morales and i was like i like this i just kind of wish this creative team was doing just like a regular Miles this Spider-Man book right. because they're writing the characters well and the art's good. I just think it's weird to be like, what if Miles was Captain America? I'm like, oh, right. And I, I feel know. like I don't really understand this. I feel like if we would have brought back um if we would have had like a what if series. So if they brought back the what if series, right. but as like right. um like either like an anthology or like one shots, I think that would be great. But to have a continuous series over it, it just seems uh, it's not going anywhere. It's weird. Why would Miles Morales be Captain America? Like, what's the point? Miles Morales is interesting enough. Right. You should do something like, what if Molly from Runaways grew up to become Captain America? You know, like, because, sure, yeah, yeah. Because not enough people know who Molly is for them to do that. Miles no, Morales is yeah. going- Brand recognition. Right. Um, in okay. our minds, yes because we know those characters we love those characters but in trying to get more people in comics um, right. miles morales is like one of the you know um we're going to be seeing him in the future and possibly in the big right in the right then give, give miles a second series then if you think that he's going to sell yeah you know, a whole I, second agree. Series. I agree and yeah. that's i think I mean, this is where I has how many peter parker's how many or or <laughs> give or give spy uh spidey or uh both spideys uh a uh, uh, duo series yeah right that'd be cool you know yeah do I mean, a spider-verse where it's like the two of them traveling through different dimensions do or, I would love what the that. movie's gonna be basically <laughs> yeah or or just going through kind of life you know like a big, right, bro- big right. brother little brother program right and i yeah, think that's like cool. what eventually they're gonna add into like the movies but I, I wish we would get that in the comic book form. yeah yeah i agree i agree um but 
If you're questioning reading it, you could piss. You could pass this one. I thought you were going to say, if you're questioning reading it, you piss off. I almost said piss. I almost said, and I didn't mean to. I was laughing because when you were telling Brian at the beginning before we went on to like enunciate or like, no, intonation. You said intonation. Oh, when you were just speaking to do that. Yeah. And I have to constantly tell myself to enunciate because words like slur, I talk really quick. And so yeah. sometimes things just like blend together. Yeah. And so I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Enunciate, enunciate. If, if you don't agree with Ambrosia, don't piss off. then piss, piss off. off. Did anyone <laughs> used to watch Drop Dead Fred as no. a kid? Oh. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's like an early 90s movie. You need to check out Drop Dead Fred. Carrie Fisher is in there. It's fantastic. But it's about like this girl who has an imaginary friend named Drop Dead Fred. And he always would just tell people to like piss off. And so like this seven-year-old is just telling people to like piss off. So I used to do that as a kid, but I didn't mean it. Okay. Looks like JJ from JJ's comment stuff says, yes, Drop Dead Fred. So mm, JJ knows yes. what you're talking about. So good. Please check it out. Um, so, uh, I wanted to talk about Batman the Night number four because Ooh, I would be yeah. I would be remiss to 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 skip that. Uh, did you guys read it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wait, great. Did you say that you would that you would skip it? No. Oh. Okay. No, I would, would be, be remiss. remiss if you I would oh, be sorry. remiss if I skipped it. I I uh, this could be my pick of the week. Easy. It wasn't, but it could have been. I like the artist. Who's the artist on this? Oh, it's um, uh carmine um what, what uh, is, this artist has done something no it's like d it's like a two syllable D's nuts. <laughs> i had a student say that today and i went off but um <laughs> even though like i laugh so about it now but it's fine it's like d i um and then it's a oh uh, yeah this artist Domenico. did the punisher uh a while back i don't know if you guys remember that Run of the Punisher. Yeah, it's Carmine Di Giandomenico. Oh yeah, that one. Oh yeah, uh, Giandomenico. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've definitely seen their art. They have a unique style, and I, I recognize yeah. it from other things. But I and I think it, it fit really well with this issue. Yeah. Also, oh, totally. you guys know that Anton's Ghostmaker, right? Oh shit! Oh. Is that who he's supposed to be? Yeah. Make? Yeah, I was like, I didn't realize he's definitely that. someone, but I don't know who. It's it's Ghostmaker. Oh, we, we, I didn't make that connection. Well, we didn't know Ghostmaker's name until now, I think. But um, but basically, How did you figure out it was Ghostmaker. So I went on the Reddit because okay, Reddit, uh, the subreddit for Marvel comics. You can look at the like what people are talking about for the comics this week, like after they sure. read them, and same with DC. So I went on that one to be like, it doesn't explicitly state that's Ghostmaker, so it's either a one shot character that they just put in. Or it's Ghostmaker, but they're saying that Chip Zdarsky said it is Ghostmaker. Oh, cool. and it makes sense. It it has to, you know. Did now I didn't read. I kind of I just kind of know of Ghostmaker from like hearing about him. Uh, I think his name is hilarious. Um, but <laughs> was was it implied in the Tinyan run that they knew each other somehow? Yes, in, Batman and Ghostmaker. Okay, in, in that cool. run they had trained together. And they made cool. a decision after their falling out to Ghostmaker would never come to Gotham and 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 Batman would never go to like Southeast Asia or something. Interesting. Because like like roughly, because because Anton is so much wider. Right. Than, I forget like, their actual wordage, but basically right, right. they would keep tap, they would never be in the same city at the same time, kind of thing. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um I didn't realize that. 
Yeah, and they train together. I love together the way Zadarsky will pull stuff in. He's really good at like. I love Chip. Looking at everything Chip. holistically. Mm-hmm. I love Chip. Like having Henri <laughs> Ducard. I pretend like he's my best friend. Issues. You know what I realized? <laughs> I realized that uh, in Batman Begins, first thing, this variant cover looks like Christian Bale in Batman Begins. If you look at this, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like this, this, I well, it's popping up on me. It's probably a couple seconds later for you when he's like this, that looks like Christian Bale in Batman Begins. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, in Batman Begins, they combine, they don't just combine two characters. They kind of combine three because they, in the movie, they combine Henry Ducard with Rachel Ghoul, but they also combine Kiragi, who's in this issue, right? He's the ninja trainer. Cause Bruce, mm. Bruce doesn't learn martial arts from Raish, I don't think in the comics. Raish maybe teaches him some right. other stuff. Maybe, unless they meet later and that's not even a thing. I, I don't think he ever trained with I don't Rage. think there's ever been an origin story where he trains with Rage. Yeah, some mistake. Yeah, you're right. It's usually Henri Ducard's and <laughs> individual. Yeah, Kirigi is the one who teaches him the fighting. Um, the the pages of him just like, hey, what's up? I'm here to train. just beat the boom. shit out of him and walk away. Everybody over just does like, yeah. And it's always a new person. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Could you? I sometimes I read comics and uh, I have moments where I'm just like, I would have just left. I would have just left <laughs> to at this point. I think when the third or fourth guy comes out and it's a different person who kicks my ass, I'm like, you know what? I'm it's done. fine. I it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I, stepping back. I like how the end reveals that Anton set that up. Now yeah. I have to go reread this, like, um, with knowing that it's Ghostmaker, like, in the back of my head. Yeah. By the way, Anton's bi. Ghostmaker yes, is bi. Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, and Would you recommend checking out the story with Ghostmaker? I fell off Tynion's Road a little bit. Uh, yes and no. So, uh, yes, the beginning part, but then he gets his own back, um, what's it called? Like, not a back. Backup? Backup story. Yeah. He gets a backup yeah. story in Batman. Okay during like the fear state stuff so okay even if you don't read the fear state stuff which i don't like the fear state stuff okay. like the ghost maker stuff was, was cool i didn't get to read all of it okay. because it was linked to the fear state stuff so i was like eh. but gotcha. i do like ghost maker i do like his outfit i i'm surprised nobody at WonderCon was dressed like ghost maker because his, oh yeah you went to WonderCon. yeah i'm, I'm surprised nobody was dressed as ghost maker but I think maybe give it another six months because people, I think, I think somebody it's will. It's elaborate if you're going to do that costume. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the fact that he makes ghosts? <laughs> he makes people into ghosts because he kills people. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He makes some from scratch. I just really want to see where someone's like, ghost makers, like, because I kill people. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great name. Well, Ghostmaker's training um, Clown Hunter now. Oh, love it! And good which, pairing. What's a, it is a good pairing. Also, they needed. Yeah. They, we need more stories from that because they're both kind of fucked up individuals. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. I like the idea of there being like a really messed up Batman and Robin duo out there. Yeah, and they're both they're yeah. both Asian. Oh, cool! I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. Very cool. Um, uh, but 
yeah. Anyway, that was Batman the Night number four. No, I've enjoyed this series. Uh, I feel like for me in particular, some Batman stories, I mean, there are so many out right now. Um, and some <laughs> are a hit or a miss for me. And this yeah. one I definitely have enjoyed mm. reading. You have enjoyed? Yeah. I have. Okay. I like it a lot. I mean, it's Chips Zdarsky. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, what, I, I mean, know. You can't really go wrong. Right. He's going to be writing. Tirade, I often. Sorry, what? Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna, just going to say he's writing both Daredevil and Batman coming up. Mm-hmm. Batman and Red Batman. That's crazy. <laughs> well, there's. I have you have you heard the 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 thing that people say? They're like, if there were two characters and one was a, a character that comes out at night with echolocation, <laughs> with with echolocation heightened senses, and the other one was a billionaire with with gadgets, which one would be Daredevil and which one would be Batman? <laughs> it's like yeah. yes i do love that joke it's yeah. a very that's a good, good one that's funny um, yeah i uh what was i gonna say i i go on this rant all the time but it always bugged me that the premise of the show gotham was what if we just did all the villains when batman was a child right when i think this would be a much more entertaining show like following young Bruce Wayne as he travels around the world and every season it's like he trains under a new person and he's learning the skills he needs to become Batman like if you want to do a Batman prequel Smallville does it the same way though Smallville does a thing because basically Mm -hmm. they're like well what are we supposed to do not ever have Lois Lane in the Smallville show until she goes to work at the Daily Planet they're like, nah, like, we'll yes, just shoot that's what you committed in. to. <laughs> right. In the comics, though, it's easy to do that because you could tell stories from the past and tell stories from the future right, and whatever. Right. But in, in, in a Smallville or Gotham show, it's like, what are we supposed to do? Just never have any of these villains show up? I get yes, it. Yes, that's what you committed I to. Mean, <laughs> but they didn't commit to that. It's a retell. But here's, here's the difference, I would argue, though. Yeah. Smallville, I do agree, it's kind of silly, but at least... Clark Kent is like actively fighting the villains. In Gotham, if the regular cops can handle all the bad guys, why do we need Batman? Right. It, it ruins my my I my understanding of Gotham. It right. ruins that because my understanding of Gotham is that it used to be mafia until a right. guy in a bat suit took down the mafia. <laughs> well, because the mafia yes. bought the yes. cops, right? Right. So the cops won't stop the mafia. But a guy in a bat suit that operates outside of the law takes down the mafia. But that bat suit inspires other people to be crazy. And the crazy people take the space of the mafia, but they get thrown, they get defeated by Batman and thrown into prison in in the asylum. And the only people who can walk that line and stay out of prison and do fairly better are people who are both mafia and uh, (laughs) crazy, which are Penguin, Riddler, he's not mafia, but he's like sometimes noir. two-faced. Sometimes two-faced. Right, his writing. right. And those are the ones who like walk the line. Penguin specifically, you know. You gotta have a gimmick, right? Once Batman shows up, right. But the point being is that's my understanding of Gotham. But when you do like right. the got the the Gotham show kind of thing, eh, it doesn't make sense. We turn about Rachel Al Ghul on that show, <laughs> and then he dies. What are we doing? And then Rachel Ghul dies. <laughs> What are we doing? But yeah, I like this this story a lot. I think it's a lot of interesting territory that hasn't been explored too much. And right. Zdarsky's doing a great job. Right, right. No, I agree. Um, Ambrosia, was there another one that you that you had read that we didn't get to touch mm. on? We got uh, we got about ten minutes to to wrap things up. Mm, let's see. 
Oh, I read a refrigerator full of heads. Uh, yeah, that's right. You um, guys, uh, you guys have your, um, you guys have your indie comics and stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, this is actually DC. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a black label. Oh well, okay. So I lump it in with. Uh, I, Do you I consider it. this indie? It's not. It's not. I just have it categorized <laughs> in my head as indie, but it's not indie. I no. Know. No. Um. Has anyone else read this one? I have not. I have not, but I've been curious to read those those uh, Joe Hill, um, the Hill Joe House Hill comics. Books. Yeah, yeah, they seem cool. Um, I haven't read the Plumber, what Soul Plumber. Um, I've started reading those ones and I stopped. Um, but a refrigerator <laughs> full of heads—they're interesting. Like they're they're horror with like uh like kind of a twist on them so for instance um mm. i don't remember what this hammer is or the sword but there is like this sword that if you kill someone with it um or chop off their head in particularly then they are still like able to like talk and like have <laughs> um and it's just like hilarious to hear like these dead people not dead i don't know they're half alive half not but these heads <laughs> talk like they're like shrunken heads but normal size heads um right. and they uh and so it is like a uh mystery it's like a detective book but yet like with the horror um aspect of it it's definitely like funny not what i would expect um from joe hill uh, but he doesn't write it but oh he doesn't uh, why is his name no. um I, I i don't know i'm i wonder it's like an I the impression the, that he was kind of like a producer like maybe he came up with the concepts and i don't i don't know i thought it would be like hill, hill house comics it's it seems like yeah. it's, an imp, it's like a like it's like an imprint. imprint of an imprint of an imprint, imprint. Yeah. yeah yeah which is interesting <laughs> yeah i don't know have has anyone else read any of joe hill's other stuff because you guys know Steve i read rain i read lock and key yeah i read lock and key and yeah. i love lock and key me too um but i haven't gotten a chance to check any of these out yet. does rain or he writes rain yeah that's I right i think rain is based on a short story that yeah. he wrote oh interesting which it makes sense um it also makes me really happy because it's well kind of uh it's based in colorado and i'm convinced that oh, his nice. him and his dad have a um uh, I pretend like they live in Colorado because they've all written stories like about Colorado. Um, uh, Stephen King notoriously writes stories about Maine. And Colorado. Really? Um, What's in Colorado? The Shining. Is it? Yeah, it's, it was based off of the That's hotel true. in Colorado. Okay. So then, yeah. Dr. Sleep. And then a lot of his characters <laughs> reference Colorado. Okay. So... I pretend like he lives in Maine and Colorado. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, Great. Um, but anyways, this is an interesting uh, one, uh, to say the least. And I'm invested in it, so I can't stop reading it. All but right. it's not what I what is what I was expecting. But it's okay. good. All right. Nice. Um, I'll have to check them out. Really yeah. quickly, I would wanted... you recommend reading the refrigerator one first before the or no, sorry, basket first before refrigerator? Yes. Are they similar? Yeah okay yes so you like get a sequel, a, right yeah this is a sequel of it oh i didn't know okay so you get like a little more it, i mean you could read this one and you could be totally fine mm. um with it you don't need it but it gives you a little bit more knowledge sure to it gotcha okay. gotcha all right I'll check uh this. i want to yeah. touch really quickly on um just a quick blurb on robin's number six <gasps> yes uh, that was on my to read list too i i, I, I read, read it, it. 
but I had to binge because <laughs> I, I had read the first two issues and then I was like, oh, I didn't, uh, I, I, I stopped reading it. And then I saw that this was the final issue. I was like, okay, let me binge it then and then get caught up and then finish the six. Uh, it was whatever. I don't think it matters. Um, it teases what you, you didn't read it, right, Ambrosia? No. Okay. It teases, right? Like the first Robin is this girl. And then uh, I don't think the payoff is is good enough. That's my personal. No. no. I think it was unnecessarily complicated too. So would you recommend the series like now that it's tying no. up? Because, oh, okay. I think it's I read like the skippable. first. Okay. Because I read the first three issues. Okay. Um, but so now, that's why now you it. have to. No, you told me it's skippable. I'm skipping. Well, oh, you can, you can do that? Does your brain work that way? My brain doesn't work that way. If I started, I got to finish no no i think i read so many different issues that you have to pick and choose yeah if if i'm not happy then i don't have time to read things that don't bring me joy in my life i mean do you want me to just tell you how it ends brian what yeah go for it okay okay uh this is basically basically how it ends is she wasn't the first robin she was the first child that batman and quote unquote employs he doesn't, because, okay, basically, Batman's trying to get this villain. Mm-hmm. Batman's trying to, like, capture this villain. This villain has a, a, a girl that, like, works for him, this little girl. And so he's like, hey, little girl, help me take down this villain. She's like, okay. So it's not like, it's not like she's a Robin, right? Oh, okay. It, she, I, thought this, she, I was like, that's a big retcon. No, so she, <laughs> that's what, it was trying to set up that it was a retcon, that she was the first Robin. But it turns oh. out she's just was this little girl that Batman was like, hey, help me take down this villain because you work with this villain. And then she ends up killing the villain and then throwing herself off off a ledge and then Batman can't save her and then we don't know what happens to her. And it turns out she comes back and she's like, you could have saved me. All Robins are expendable. I will show the Robins how expendable they are. So that's kind of the, the premise of the book. Okay. And she turns the Robins against each other and that's like, do you like this book? Did I? Yeah. No, he no. said he wouldn't recommend it. I do not recommend it. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people, after the first issue, people were talking trash about it. Well, they were talking so trash, like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. at least if they nailed the landing, that would have been cool, but they sure. didn't. So then sure. it's 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 completely skippable at that point. Sure, sure. You know, it doesn't really yeah. affect anyone. Some of the some of the art is cool, like Nightcrawler ha- or night Nightcrawler Nightwing having a man bun. Uh, Nightwing having a man bun is cool. Uh, they make this weird joke that like Jason Todd slept with Starfire and like, but like it's like a one-off joke and it's not really. He's just like, oh, we were we were on a team together once too, and it's meant to like imply something else. But then Dick was upset. Mm. But the point being is like, it, yeah, the the series is skippable. I just feel like how do you fumble the bag this hard? People would eat this up if the premise was anything else. That's they they and it feels like they really messed up. They hinge it on a huge premise, but really, I would read a Robin's series that was just about that's what I mean. The the kids being kid like friend or brothers and siblings with each other, right? Which I think is ironic because this came out and then like Wayne Family Adventures came out and really ate its lunch. You know what I mean? Like that that webtoon shows that people would much rather read a fun like the Bat Family hanging out. I mean, Flash 781 and Nightwing 91 this week do it so much better. Yeah. With these character moments and character dynamics. So 
I guess we can't, you know, we, we got to pick and choose where we're getting this from, I guess. Um, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. Thank you Thanks for having us. It, it was good to be back. It, it feels like it's been forever. Yeah. And that may be because that like Ambrosia, it's been a month and like Brian, it's what, three months, four months. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. When so, did the Wolverine surfboard happen? Uh, that was that's my demarcation line. I mean, pro- uh, yeah, probably around like four, three, four months ago. So, um, so when was your baby born? Uh, he was born on January thirtieth. That's when. That's when. Wait, can we know the baby's name? Yes, his name is Calvin. Calvin. <laughs> Calvin Jack for Jack the King Kirby. Calvin. Oh Ellis. my gosh, I love that. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is cool. Thank you. you. uh, Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Uh, Really quick though, Brian, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Any plugs that you want to do? Uh, Yeah, you can find me on TikTok uh, at Captain Comic Rex, R-E-C-S, like recommendations. Uh, Don't really have anything major to plug except um, May 14th and 15th, I will be at CradleCon, which is a convention in Garden City, New York. For babies? Um, And I will, no, no, no. (laughs) It's hosted by the Cradle of Aviation Museum, which is this museum that has like old planes and stuff like that. Uh, but it's going to be really cool, and I'm going to be involved in some panels. Uh, I'll, I'll be able to announce that shortly once they officially announce those panels. Um, so, yeah, come on out, hang out. It's a, in a museum. There's, like, an arcade set up, too. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be really awesome. So. When's that? Garden City, May 14, 15. Okay. All right. Yeah, Garden City, New York. Um, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, follow me on TikTok. Cool, cool. <laughs> Captain Comics Rex. Comic Rex. Captain Comic Rex. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ambrosia, where can people find you? What do you got coming up? Um, you can find me on TikTok at Comics and Cupcakes, um, as well as Twitter and Instagram at Ambrosia underscore Linda, as well as, uh, oh, Scout Comics. Um, I do their social media stuff. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Uh, you guys both do um, amazing work. And you're always, amazing, Demetri. I always get sad, like, uh, you know, I can't see you guys more often. Also, you guys live in Aww. different states. So, you know, there's that. That doesn't help. Yeah. Except for <laughs> we both have summers coming up. So That's true. Brian's not Brian's not traveling. He has a he has a kid now. I'm probably not gonna travel. I have a literal baby. Well, we could do but... virtual meetups okay. like this. And Ambrosia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ambrosia wants to come out here. Yes, I want to come to California and let's do like a TikTok comic book creator meetup. I'll I'll talk to Michael because I know Michael's around here. Trevor is around here. I met him for for the first time in person uh, yeah. at the wonder at our WonderCon after party. Um, and so uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure out. Something. And then we'll fly out Danny too. She lives really close. <laughs> oh yeah, Danny. <laughs> Dan, Dan, the furthest one out. He's closer to me than closer to you guys. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you, everybody out there for watching. JJ's comic stuff. Uh, uh, I'm sure you already follow everybody on social media. Um, um, he says, uh, love all you guys. I'll see you all on TikTok. Oh. And then Bye, we, also, we also got Fresh News 247 on YouTube who was talking to us about the Robin, but then we answered the question about Robin and Robins. Um, Fresh News said they only read issue one 
of Robbins. Um, so fresh news, don't know where you found us or how you found us, but thank you for finding us. Uh, follow us at The Keeg yeah. Show. Uh, this is for everybody. Come follow us on The Keeg Show um, wherever you want to. Social media, follow uh, at The Keeg Show. TikTok, Instagram, our two biggest ones. Our live stream platforms are Volume, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, our podcast, check out our podcast at um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We also have a Patreon um, at patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. If you want to donate back to the show and help us fund some new projects, uh, you can find a tier that works for you that's within your price range uh, as far as donating, you know, once a month for something as small as $5 a month. Um, got a lot of options and a lot of uh, cool things coming up. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll be at a premiere sometime soon. I do not know, Ooh. but it's possible that something might come around in the next. Dude, days. they need to put you. They need to give you like premiere access. I think you do fabulous. Thank you. I I I I hope that uh, that uh, comes true. I hope that comes true. There's we'll some things. We'll there's some. There's some things in the works. We're also going to throw a Star Wars celebration after party May twenty eighth at Bruheim nice. in Anaheim. It's a couple blocks down from the Anaheim Convention Center. We're gonna, a lot of Star Wars TikTokers are gonna be there. So um, we're, gonna, we're gonna do something big. So either way, thank you guys so much for coming on the show, Brian Ambrosia. Thank you everybody out there for yeah. watching or listening. Wherever you're watching or listening, uh, click like, comment, subscribe, follow, write a review, do your thing there. Thank you guys so much for that. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been another episode of Comic Talk. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.